Hi, my name is Sebastian van der Schier, former social anxiety disorder sufferer and a social confidence coach. I help people feel calm, relaxed, and at ease in social situations. And in uh, this week's video, I'm going to answer a question that was posted under one of my videos. It's by Icaro Oliveira, if I'm saying that right. And here he goes. Hi, Sebastian. I suggest you talk about how your social anxiety impacted your professional life back then. Okay, now this is quite a funny question to answer because uh, <clears throat> I've been a really bad employee, like a horrible employee or an employee that you do not want in your company. So uh, I've, I've been quite rebellious, I would say, in my teens. And so um, I've had at least 30 different jobs. And if I didn't like it, I would just resign. Uh, often I would show up late uh, until they fired me. I've been fired at least 10 times. I've done uh, a wide variety of jobs from like um, working in clothing, um, warehouses, picking orders, uh, cleaning stuff, um, you know, chopping meat, working in a supermarket, walking newspaper, working in a factory, taking a piece of wood, catching it out of the machine, turning around and putting it down on a, uh, <laughs> on a pile of uh, other pieces of wood. Uh, I did telemarketing, which was horrible. Um, I did, uh, I worked in customer care. I did so many things. And I, you know, sometimes I would have a, a job for three weeks. Sometimes I'd have a job for three months. Sometimes I have a job for one day. And I'm like, I'm not doing this again. I'm, I resign. So um, how it was with my social anxiety? Well, depends. Like if I didn't have um, anything to do with the people around me and I just had a job that I knew I was like, okay, I'm just going to sit. I don't have to communicate with anyone and I just have to call to check on if these numbers are still correct, for example. You know, if the data is still correct, like you have to call up this company. It's like, hey, this is Sebastian from blah, blah, blah company. We're just checking to see if all the data is still correct in your system. Is it true that you are on this and this location and blah, 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 blah? Yes. And it would have just be a straightforward job. I would have no problems. But um, when I would work longer in a company and uh, people would be out uh, out and about in the weekend and uh, they'd all be friends and I was the outsider now that did become a big problem now, I remember working at uh, 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 Tom Tom navigation devices in Amsterdam and um, I really felt like an outsider there and I was very anxious at work and at the job is like uh, I don't have any anxiety about uh, calling people or about being called uh, by people so I would answer the phone that was not a problem but you know uh, when everyone was hanging out and being social amongst each other and I was the silent guy that was not talking uh, that was pretty much not talking that made me feel super anxious if they were you know if they were socializing around me um, you know, or if I was put this, uh, put as the center of attention or, you know, if I was questioned or you know, anything like that, that made me very, very anxious. Then in terms of, um, <clears throat> making, uh, making a career, like 
I, in the beginning, like when I was 15, I stopped. Uh, I went to Central Institution Education Sports to become like a sports teacher. But I was two years younger than the other guys, but I was, was athletically at their level, or at least good enough to join their level because I had done a pretest. So I was I just turned 16 and they were all 17 and a half and something. Seven, 17 and a half and above that. And so I was the youngest there in class and they were all talking about girlfriends and sex and uh, you know, uh, my life consisted of doing drugs and hanging out with dudes. <laughs> and uh, you know, that was all new for me and now that was the new cool and I couldn't relate to that. And so um, that really, yeah, I was really at the bottom of the pecking order there. And uh, yeah, that, that was horrible. And what was even worse was, <laughs> Uh, every week you had to, um, uh, what do you call that? You had to give a class. So you had to prepare a class and then give that class to everyone. Or, or maybe that was once a month or something. I forgot, but it was just pure torture. Until um, like after two months of being at that school, feeling anxious going into school, being anxious in class, being anxious at swim class, being anxious thinking about having to perform, like anxiety, anxiety, anxiety all the time, uh, coming home, smoking weed, and then at the end of the evening, um, uh, getting anxious, thinking about, oh no, tomorrow it's gonna happen again. And then getting up at six, at a, uh, six in the morning because I had to go travel there and it was an hour, a good hour from where I lived. It was just torture. I really, really hated it until after like two months or so, I cried and begged my mom if I could please stop working there because, um, I started working, stop going to school there. And, uh, you know, my mom luckily gave in and then I could stop going to school there. And that was a massive relief. Then I went to work for my uncle in his transport company. Um, and so it was me uh, as this just 16 year old kid. And for the rest, it was only men and they were all, you know, I think 30 and above. And um, yeah, there I was teased. And uh, you know, there was this one guy who was about 45 years old, Raymond, Raymond was his name. Uh, and um, he found out that I was still a virgin. And so now every day there were jokes about me being a virgin. And whenever that joke was being made, my face would get bright red and everyone would laugh and it'd be the, point, the center of attention. And it's kind of fun to tell it now, but it was pure torture then because it felt to me like I was disrespected and I was looked down upon and they were, you know, um, ridiculing me and mocking me. And I felt horrible because I had a horrible self-esteem. And uh, so I was, I would be anxious going into, uh, getting into work. I'd be, I'd be hoping that that guy wasn't there because he was like the, the main one that was doing it every single day. And then, you know, he'd be there. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'd be super anxious the whole day. And then sometimes I try to get angry. I'm like, Argh! because if I'm in an angry mode, I'm, I don't feel so, so much anxiety. But uh, sometimes I would have to serve them coffee and, you know, he'd be uh, mocking me or ridiculing me or putting me down. And I couldn't do anything back. It was very disempowered. It was very, uh, you know, I felt very disempowered. So that was a shitty situation. I held up for that for about six months. And then, 
you know, so that affected me big time. Yes. <laughs> How much did my social anxiety affect me? Massively. Uh, also, I had lots of pain in my back and I'm like, there are not many jobs that I can do. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I really had a lot of worries about, man, is it ever going to work out with me? Because, uh, you know, there's not much that I'm interested in and uh, or talented in that I want to do. And I'd done a whole bunch of these uh, tests to see where my interests would lie. And then, you know, the suggestions that came out of it, I don't even remember, but that weren't something that piqued my interest. All of the studies that I could do, there was nothing that I was actually interested in. So, you know, it wasn't looking good. Um, and then, well, what else did I do? I... Why... Well, I, I did a whole bunch of different jobs, and uh, like I said, I got re, you know I got resigned. I, I resigned myself, or I got fired, and you know, <laughs> a lot of different jobs. And then, eventually, I was um, I did backpacking for three months, which was uh, which was really helpful, actually. Scary to do, but very it helped me a lot. And then when I came back from that, I was uh, I was planning to not live in the Netherlands anymore. Um, and um, then I was working for a company. I was working for the TomTom Tom Navigation Devices, and then I looked for a different job because I was going to study psychology. That was my idea. I wanted to study psychology. Um, Okay, so I was 20, because when you're 21, you can do the 21 plus test in the Netherlands. And even if you don't have the proper pre-education, you can still go to university. Gotta love the Netherlands. And so it required a math test, a biology test, and an English test. Well, I did the English test and I succeeded. Biology was just a matter of, you know, reading the information and digesting it. But math... That was difficult and so for math i really had to keep studying and uh, do extra courses so i had like a three hour uh, course a week and then about 12 hours of homework all that was on top of a 40 hour work week and uh you know an addiction to smoking weed every day <laughs> so that was quite difficult uh and so i wasn't like after six months, I'm like, I got to do, I'm, I want to change. I'm not going to do this. What the hell? And then I was looking online for different jobs. And then um, w what I found was, oh, you want to go work in South Africa? You know, it doesn't earn too much money, but you get to live in South Africa. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This must be a joke. This can't be for real. Is this for real? And then I phoned in and... Um, they're like, yeah, this is for real, but we're only looking for people who don't have any problems uh, leaving the, the leaving the Netherlands and are able to go. I'm like, that's me. And I had an interview with them, and within five minutes, they said, all right, you're hired. I'm like, great. And so then I went to South Africa to work for IBM as a customer care representative. And um, that was very liberating because when I arrived in South Africa, Africa nobody knew my bad reputation nobody knew who I was nobody knew that I was anxious nobody knew was that I was insecure nobody knew how much of a loser I was with women nobody knew all of that and so I had kind of had like a blank slate now I was still anxious but it wasn't I was uh, how do I say that 
there wasn't as much suffering along with the anxiety because the extra pressure and other people knowing and all of that kind of stuff, that was a lot less. Uh, and everyone was also very nice <clears throat> because we were dumped with, I think, 100 people from the Netherlands that all didn't know each other and 50 people or 100 people from Cape Town, uh, one of the big cities in South Africa, um, that also didn't know each other and we're all dumped at this help desk. So we're all 21 years old. We're put in these massive houses together with people you don't know. Um, and um, so we were... We were living in these massive villas and everyone had their own room and so there was a lot of drinking and a lot of partying and that really helped with uh with getting to know people so soon enough i had uh, uh, a pretty great social life there and we were partying all the time and you know my anxiety would be showing up in specific situations but um i had created quite a quite a good scenario there and um, so, so, so that was quite helpful. And then in South Africa is where I discovered uh, tapping. So, well, there you go, I was 21. So I'm now 35, so that's 14 years ago. And then, because I had already ordered some um, programs online, um, I knew that you could sell products and I had seen that there were EFT practitioners and I'm like, wow, I can become a coach and I can, because by now I'm 21 and I've already done like personal development for five years and like I was obsessed by that. And so I'm like, hey, this, I'm going to go into the, in this direction and uh, I'm going to set up my website because I found a way to set up a website. I'm going to say, so I'm like, I'm going to set up a website. I'm going to write about social anxiety. I'm going to figure out how to, uh, you know, overcome this for myself completely. And then I'm going to start coaching and I'll sell products and, uh, you know, I'll be helping a lot of people. And that was, that was my whole goal. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. So within that particular uh path uh how how did that affect my social anxiety or how was my social anxiety affected in in that well i think that's quite a unique scenario because i was um in the process of overcoming my social anxiety when i already started coaching but um I had made a lot of progress when I started coaching. And so I knew that what I was doing was working. And uh, I had also studied EFT very well. I mean, very well. I, I had studied it and I had seen results when I tried it with a bunch of people. So that that's how I started. And uh, it was scary because um, I really believed that I could overcome my social anxiety with it but I wasn't just there yet and so for quite a long time it was really like hoping that eventually I'm gonna get to the other side where I don't have this social anxiety anymore but I wasn't 100% convinced of it and also when I started coaching people um, I also wasn't 100% uh, convinced that I could completely help them overcome their social anxiety. And uh, in fact, it took me a couple of years before I actually uh, was able to do so. I mean, it could help people, it could reduce it. But um, I first had to overcome my social anxiety completely before I was able to help my clients overcome it completely as well. So anyway, I think uh, that's enough of the story. So how did it affect uh my my uh my career well this in this way 
And what I would recommend um, you to do with your career is, um, is make it a priority to resolve it. You know, whatever it takes. Like I spend, uh, you know, probably $120,000. I could have bought a house from the money that I spent on uh, resolving my social anxiety. But uh, it's been worth every cent because the freedom uh, that I now enjoy, I am really grateful for, you know? And it's not just my social anxiety, it's just a happy state of mind. You know, if I, like I'm walking around here in the Netherlands now and like, there are so many people that are not happy, you know? And I'm very happy. And uh, I attribute that to doing a lot of inner work. And uh, it's cost a lot of money, it's taken a lot of time, it's taken a lot of focus, but it's, it's, it's so well worth it because your mental and emotional well-being is something that you carry with you for the rest of your life. You know, and it affects everything. The people that you choose to surround yourself with, the hobbies that you do, uh, your, 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 your health, your... Um, you know your relationships, your the relationship with your significant other, or the one that you choose, your career. So, you know, a lot of people uh, they don't move on career-wise, even though they are ambitious and they want to move to the next level, but they can't because they feel like, okay, well, um, I don't want to have that promotion because in that promoted role, I have to lead people, and I cannot do that. You wouldn't believe the amount of people that I've worked with that had that problem. Um, so yeah, get rid of it so that you can go for the career that you want and you can live the life that you want. So hope it's been helpful. This is it for now. And uh, subscribe here for more video like this. I release them every week. I've been doing that for I think two years now. And I started my first video in 2009. So if you're, if you're wondering what I looked like or how I dealt with the social anxiety at the time, have a look at that video and have a little laugh because um, I was still dealing with quite a bit of social anxiety there. Maybe some other psychological issues as well. I don't know what the hell was going on with me, but I looked like I'm half stoned on that uh, video. I wasn't, but you know. Anyway, <laughs> I hope this is helpful. Have a great week and I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right, hope you enjoyed that. Now, if you wanna overcome your social anxiety as quickly as possible without having to forcefully face your fears, I have something really unique for you. I'm giving away my free social confidence starter kit. Now, this kit is something quite special. It consists of my 22-page ebook and an 11-part video course. And through it, you'll learn about the most effective technique that I've used to overcome my own social anxiety. And this is also the, my primary technique when helping my clients to become calm and at ease in social situations. And by the way, it's not deep breathing or changing your thoughts or being mindful or you know, facing your fears, as I said earlier. And while it is free, you know, free often translates to crap, <laughs> this is the furthest thing from it. It's a very powerful resource. I've put quite some time and effort into putting this together for you. And uh, to give you an idea, I recently received a comment from someone saying that he reduced his social anxiety with 40% using this free starter kit alone. So to get this starter kit now, go to social-anxiety-solutions.com forward slash bonus. All right. Looking forward to connecting with you in the next episode. Bye for now.